Welcome to the At Least You Didn't podcast. Hello, uh, I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland. Thank you for putting us in your ears. Oh, that sounds dodgy. What a, weird, <laughs> what, a weird, what a weird way to start. But yeah, thanks for putting us in your ears. Um, if you've not heard our podcast before, here's how it works. Basically, the pair of us uh, are a pair of scallywags. We try to do the right thing all the time um, and yet find ourselves in embarrassing situations. And those embarrassing situations that really you should bury and never remember again, we just decide to share on a podcast. Everyone else has got one. Why shouldn't we have one? <laughs> So we wrote all of our terrible stories down on bits of paper, put them in a little bag, sent our bags to each other, pressed record, and we made a podcast out of it. Basically drank some gin, started a Zoom call and just read them out one by one. And now it's a full-time fixture in both our lives. Basically, it's a public service. Don't make a big thing out of it, but yeah, we are pretty much heroes. Because we're <laughs> making you feel better about your life. You're welcome. What's on the podcast this week, Caroline? Uh, this week, at least you didn't. Get stuck inside your own car. <laughs> Draw attention to yourself on the work walkie-talkies. Or try to do the right thing, but get it terribly wrong. At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. At least you didn't get locked inside your own car. Yes. Well, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> so I was pregnant. Uh, I was doing breakfast radio and that meant that I finished, you know, in the morning. And I had a hospital appointment at 2pm. And it just seemed a bit silly to finish work at 12, drive all the way home, which would take me 40 minutes, to spend 20 minutes there and then drive all the way back to go to this hospital appointment. Yeah, that's madness. Isn't it? And I thought, you know what? Screw the high cost of parking charges. I'm going to drive straight to the hospital. I'll park up. I'm going to get in the back, lie down and have a little sleep. Because I was, one, tired from the fact that I just get up at 3.30 in the morning. But two, pregnancy was really taking its toll. And I was mm. absolutely exhausted. And at this point, I was probably about five months pregnant and essentially spherical. <laughs> and... I um I like I was so tired and uh we've got quite a big car and the back windows are all blacked out so I was like this is perfect I'll reverse in against a wall no one will know I'm there just brilliant anyway I get in the back I have a lovely sleep I hear my phone alarm go off and I think right time to get up so I go to open the door to get out and I cannot open the door because I forgot that the back seats are child locked and can only be opened from the outside. Okay. So we've got a bit of a problem. Oh, here. oh. So I'm in the. I just realised. Yeah. I was just thinking, well, why don't you just climb into the front? Because I'm super pregnant and I physically <laughs> cannot fit in between the seats. <laughs> now, I was thinking, okay, the other option is I wind down the window. And then open, Call for help. Put, well, put my hand through and open oh, it from the outside yeah. like that. Um, but the problem is the windows in the back are also child locked because okay. we've got a four year old at that point who loved nothing yeah. more than. Bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> so I was completely and utterly stuck. One point literally stuck where I thought, screw this, I've got to get into the front. There must be a way. And I was basically. I was I was like a beached whale. I was lying 
and I was on top of both the seats with the head with my arms over the top of the headrests, trying to use them to sort of push myself forward. My legs were in the air, could not do it. It's also the height of summer and it's really, really warm. And the more I'm struggling around in this car, the hotter it is getting. And the more like I'm getting a little bit anxious, like I'm actually stuck in a car. I had my phone on me, which was sort of a blessing. Only Rob was also 30 minutes away. And so I phoned him and he had to receive a phone call at work from his pregnant wife on speakerphone (laughs) saying, Rob, I'm locked inside the car and I can't get out. (laughs) Um, And he said, right, okay, see if you can stop anyone like you suggested. See if you can get a passerby. And I was like, okay. But obviously I couldn't wind down the windows and the back windows are blacked out and I've knocked a few times on the back window but no one can see in and they don't really know where the noise is coming from because it's it's um, a multi-storey car park and the, even though it's yeah. full of cars they're quite echoey and the sound just disappears really yeah. quickly so my only option is to re-beach myself on top of these seats again and try desperately to knock on the front window which I can't quite reach so I'm like stretching really far ahead yelling out can somebody help me Um, and a poor man and his wife came to my rescue. He came over and he was like, are you all right, love? I was like, yeah. Could you just open the back door? And he looked at me like, I don't know whether I should do this or not. Is she a criminal? Has she broken in? Anyway, he opened the back door and I was like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. My car is child locked. I went for a nap in the back before my hospital appointment. Blah, 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 blah. And he just looked at me like I was utterly insane and sort of slowly walked off with his wife clearly still thinking she's probably nicked this car (laughs) and then two weeks later i did it all again oh no what why because i just because i just forgot forgot. i just completely forgot that it happened (laughs) completely forgot idiot At least you didn't draw attention to yourself on the work walkie-talkies. Who on earth gave you a walkie-talkie? Okay, so I used to work for a kids' activity camp company where you basically, in the school holidays, you drop your kids off at eight, you pick them up at six, they do fun sports and games and arts and crafts and all that stuff that kids like. Looking after the kids the parents don't have to during the holidays. Oh, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Handing them over to other people who don't have children, who have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> I'm all for that. What could be better? So I, I worked for one of these companies during my time at uni. And there's just so many ridiculous things happened. Like, this is a tangent, but for example, one year, one of the kids drew an inappropriate illustration on one of the tables. And... <laughs> As kids do. In order to try and find the phallus drawing culprit... Yes. ...the camp manager decided that the best way to do that is to get every single child on camp to draw their (gasps) own version of a penis. No! To try and find who the artist was. What? I mean... Firstly, that's ludicrous because if you were the phallus drawer, you would just draw it slightly differently. You'd just draw it differently. Um, yeah. And secondly, if I was a parent, what, how old were the kids? 
between the ages of four and 60. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, what did she do with them? Happened. But, what, like, I can't get my head around this. So she's <laughs> so she's there and you've all the kids have handed them in, 150 drawings. She's giving stickers out to the ones she likes the best. <laughs> use it as wallpaper for the downstairs I wouldn't toilet. like to say but I mean the the camp star fridge was really well decorated <laughs> that year <laughs> anyway so that aside I was leading a session with a bunch of 10 year olds in how to play basketball wow the end I mean that's the funny story I mean I probably wouldn't have picked you for basketball what do, you, what do you mean? I mean, All of my athletic prowess. You can run once you remember how to use your feet properly and don't fall in rivers or slide off of treadmills. But, you know, you can actually do that. But you're not the most coordinated person I've ever met. I'm uncoordinated. I'm unsporty. I'm competitive, but I'm, I don't have the skill to go with it. <laughs> but thankfully, when you're just teaching 10-year-olds how to play basketball, you don't have to referee an entire game. You basically just say, just throw this ball at that net. <laughs> Right, and if it goes in, well give done. a round of applause. I'll see you in 50 minutes. <laughs> Nailed it. Well done. So anyway, we get to the end of this session and we've got to go back um, to, I think it was lunch. And so at the end of the session, you if you're smart, you get the kids to help you tidy up. And you can Obviously. give out ra- meaningless colour points and say, the person who helps me tidy up the most gets 100 colour points. And all the kids are like, oh my God suckers and so I was saying to the kids right we need to put all the balls away get our shoes and socks back on and line up at the door we need to put the balls away and you know these you know balls come in these like big kind of like string nets yes that hold all the balls yeah well I couldn't find mine and I was looking everywhere for it and I it it wasn't in the equipment cupboard it wasn't just lying around so I thought I bet one of these kids has hidden it away thinking they're really funny eating into my lunch (laughs) so i announced to my group right everybody i want you to look for your ball bag right now we are not going to lunch until we found the ball bag okay everyone got their listening ears on i'm looking for the ball bag We still couldn't find the ball bag, Caroline. So I reached for my walkie-talkie and I pressed down the button. <laughs> didn't. Annabelle to camp. Has anyone seen my ball bag? <laughs> At least you did. Hang on, hang on. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, you did. Okay, so here is the part of the podcast where you share your terrible at least you didn't stories with us just to make us feel a little bit better that we are not the only losers on the planet. It's nice to know that there's a group of us, a support group, if you will. A support network of losers. A support network, yep. Welcome, losers everywhere. (laughs) This week, we spoke to a lady called Sarah. Sarah's from Bristol. And here's her story. At least you didn't overshare during childbirth. Twice. (laughs) 
Okay, so gone into labour. My waters broke early hours of the morning and um, contractions started. So everything's going fine. And I'd read all the books and knew exactly what I was doing. So so I thought. And um, <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> okay. And then it got to tea time-ish. And I thought, actually, it's time, time to go off into hospital now. So called the midwife as you're told to do to let her know that I'm coming in so they ask you all these questions you know have you are you having contractions are they regular how often are they coming and then the midwife said to me um did you want the poo and I thought well that's odd (laughs) (laughs) but you know this woman's a professional and there's obviously a reason for it so so I went well no I'm all right actually um in fact I've just been I've um been a few times as it happens but I think it's quite normal in labor to have a little bit of diarrhea (laughs) and to which there was a big pause and then a little giggle which I thought was a bit inappropriate (laughs) and then she said in a very strong Liverpudlian accent well thanks for that love I asked if you wanted the pool (laughs) So I was mortified. So I was like, "Uh, yes, please, thinking, I hope this woman doesn't deliver my child. (laughs) Anyway, so as if that's not bad enough, this has set the tone for the childbirth. (laughs) (laughs) So so I went in 26 hour labour, had my daughter, wasn't the most straightforward of, of births, but everything was fine. So I'm led in bed holding my beautiful baby girl, and everything's fine with the world. And a lady came in, so picture the scene. So I've got, it wasn't really straightforward. So I've got two doctors in there. I've got a student doctor um, who we called Doogie Hauser. He was about 12 years old. Um, and he and he stayed up the head end as well. He didn't even go down the business end. He looked petrified, the poor boy. Um, so he was in, I had an anaesthetist. Um, I had two midwives and it seemed like a whole team of other people. Anyway, there's a few people in there Um, and I've got my legs in stirrups and a few people are doing my stitches and things. And this lady comes in and um, as she she walks in the door, I say hello to her. And I said, oh, have you come in to have a look as well? (laughs) Gesturing to my legs in stirrups and pointing down there. I was like, just help yourself. Everyone else is. And And she was like, oh, uh, well, thank you, love. But no, I've just brought you in tea and toast. (laughs) (laughs) So So she um, hadn't come in to do anything medical, literally just to feed you. Just to feed me. And I offered to show her my fanny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, on the upside, at least she didn't take you up on the offer. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't have minded if she had. (laughs) She was probably like, oh. God, <laughs> laughing to herself in the staff room like we've got a right one here <laughs> I mean they must see it all they, they must. must they must I Literally. mean they, I was yeah. expecting to leave my dignity in, at the door but like <laughs> not in my front room if I'm on the phone before I've even left the house <laughs> <laughs> oh man I love that I, I'm I love I will it. never give birth I will I never love it ever so much. give birth it's also given me a horrific flashback because I did the same thing. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, only the person who knocked on the door was a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a medical professional. Just somebody there with a mop and bucket. God only knows what I thought they were going to do down there. <laughs> I'm sure she could have given you a quick whip round. 
Uh, if you would like to share your story, please do. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search At Least You Didn't and drop us a DM. We love getting your stories. On with the podcast. At Least You Didn't Get It Terribly Wrong when you're desperately trying to do the right thing. So, I've got kids now. Got to be responsible. Have you? I have, I know. Um, And Arthur is five and he's now at school. And from when he was born, we have always done something which not everyone agrees with and I have many relatives who think I'm being ridiculous. However... Put him up the chimney. (laughs) No. Come on, get up there. No. Um, however... Sweep, sweep, boy. <laughs> we don't make him hug or kiss people. We just don't... It's just not a thing. It yes, won't happen. That's so good. See, yeah, I, good. I knew you would be on my wavelength with this. Good for you. Um, Consent. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so conscious that I've got two boys and they need to be aware from an early age of what consent is and know that no means no so you know we might be playing a game and and we might be tickling them and they say no and we stop rather than when i was a kid you said no and it was part of the game oh my Um, god i hated that yeah oh and you can't breathe and you're saying stop it stop it and the stupid bumbling grown-ups like oh do you mean do it more exactly (laughs) exactly because i was raised by father christmas So we've always done this and we've always, you know, in terms of saying goodbye to people, we say, look, you have to say goodbye. You have to be polite. You have to stand there. You have to say goodbye. But whether you high five someone, whether you give them a kiss, whether you give them a cuddle, that's up to you and up to them. So you, if you want to give them a cuddle, you say, can I give you a cuddle? And if they say yes, you can give them a cuddle. And if they want to give you a cuddle, they have to ask. And then you can say yes or no. And then it's up to both of you. And they get that and that's what we do. And so I'm always conscious of this and I'm conscious of making sure I'm giving them the right lessons about consent. And then with Arthur heading off to school, that sort of opens this whole other world of other adults that he's going to be around. And I don't want him to grow up and feel that adults are always right because if he comes Mm. across a dodgy one. But then equally, I don't want him to grow up. there's a few of them. Yeah, and I don't want him to grow up and, and, and... question every adult and be that annoying kid who just has always got an answer for everything so it's like a fine balance however the nspcc stepped in with something which i thought was utter brilliance so they brought out this video called what's in your pants and it's a song uh involving a dinosaur and there's a little story to it uh and it's very catchy and it's a really easy way of having those conversations with kids about inappropriate adults without it being a really difficult conversation to have so right listen to this it's brilliant okay what's in your pants belongs only to you your pants cover up your private parts your private parts belong only to you if someone asks to see just tell them no Pantasaurus likes to wear his pants, he wears them all day long. They cover up his private parts, and that's what makes him strong. If someone asks to see or tries to touch him underneath them, he tells them no, then tells someone he trusts and likes to speak to. What's in your pants belongs only to you. Your pants cover up your private parts. And on and on it goes. Um, (laughs) It's brilliant. It is utter 
utter genius. Um, and Arthur loves the song so much. And he is constantly saying, like, Alexa, open YouTube, play What's in Your Pants. And it always, it's his favourite song. We have it on in the car. And he loves to <laughs> sing it. And it's great. And he understands the message behind it. He completely gets it in a fun way yeah. that isn't having to tell him about the fact that the world is full of creepy weirdos. Um, yeah. So I felt pretty good. One, that this existed. Two, that we played it to him. You know, three, that he gets it. Winning parenthood. Exactly. Until we went on a walk. Um, and we went to this beautiful reservoir. And there were lots of people just about also on their walk. On the way there, we were in the car. And Arthur wants one of two songs. Insomnia uh, by Faithless, obviously. Uh <laughs> Or the NSPCC, what's in your pants? Um, and so that was played on multiple occasions on the journey to this reservoir. Parked the car, got out, went for this stroll. And it's obviously in his head. And we're walking around and there is some poor, unsuspecting elderly lady with a small little sausage dog. And she looks like a picture postcard elderly lady. You know, like the type of person that you'd cast in a film that everyone would want yeah. to be their gran. Yeah. Um, and she walks up and Arthur's got really curly hair and older people always comment on how curly his hair is. Oh, your hair's so wonderful. I have curls like that when I was your age. And Arthur just looks her dead in the eyes. <laughs> and he's four <laughs> at this point. Dead in the eyes and just goes, what's in your pants? <laughs> Oh, my God. And she went, excuse me. <laughs> and so he went, what's in your pants? <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I just sort of found myself fumbling around going, uh, uh, Arthur, um, remember, what's in this lady's pants belongs <laughs> just to her, doesn't it? lady who I've just met uh, and you can't ask questions like that uh, about what's in people's pants and she is giving me like just understandably I, I get it she's looking at me like she needs to report me to the NSPCC which at this point I totally understand is that I'm trying to explain it to her no there's a video hang on let me find it on my phone it's really quite catchy there's a pantasaurus and everything it's a dinosaur who wears kids oh Oh, it was awful. It was oh. humiliating. At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. I'm going to have that Pantasaurus song stuck in my head for maybe forever. I um, think you should uh, give us another <laughs> rendition of it just to sing us out. What's in your pants belongs only to you. If someone asks to see, just tell them no. <laughs> oh, man, I know all the all the verses as well, not just the chorus. I love how little encouragement you needed to do that. <laughs> Uh, listen, if you have uh, enjoyed our podcast and have a story of your own, in fact, even if you haven't enjoyed our podcast, but you have got a story of, of our own, uh, do get in contact. Um, all you have to do is find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at at least you didn't and drop us a DM. Tell us about your terrible tales of embarrassment and humiliation and we can share it together with the world. Wouldn't that be lovely? Sharing is caring. OK, coming up on next week's episode. At least you didn't. Use your GCSE drama skills on the tube. Go on a date in an unexpected location. Or have a row in B&Q. Au revoir! <laughs> <laughs>